1: Hey, Lions, You know what I'm really excited about? We <laughs> what got are you to watch really <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Ka- it's, it's so bad. Okay. It's so okay, bad, dude. It's so, so bad, dude. It's so bad.
2: So I'm just I'm gonna set the stage right now so that anybody who wants to tap out of this is like free to do so. So, uh, you know, we we tried this. We did like a bonus episode where we watched Mortal Kombat, the movie, it was based on video games, the nostalgic thing from our childhood, and then you, like a bad friend, yes. were like like, oh, let's watch the second one because I don't remember it being very good, which is like the underselliest undersell in all of Undersellington. So so we watched it and it was really bad. And this is just going to be dozens and dozens and dozens of minutes of us ripping on this movie so hard. (laughs)
1: Yes, to to put it into a frame of reference for our listeners, normally in a normal episode, I have about a page worth of notes, like kind of scattered about, and I have about three on this one. So
2: three, three full pages of just curse words and question marks and WTFs.
1: Like I actually went through my notes prior to recording this and just called some of them because I was like, "This, (laughs) this is worth talking about. But there's so many worse things that are worth more talking about. And so, to be fair, like we we did Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat, right? Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to see if that one held up because I really remembered enjoying it as a child. This one, even as a child, I remember leaving the theater and being like, that wasn't very good. And I struggled to explain it and all and, and all that sort of stuff. But so I, I wanted to rewatch it, and be like, okay, I remember this not being good, but I. He who watches bad movies must be careful that he himself does not become a bad movie. But when you stare into bad movies too long, the bad movie stares back into you. This uh ugh, anyways. Yeah.
2: So uh I will say I my one of my few positive notes, because I do actually to to be fair, like I do actually have like a couple of good things to say. And one of them is that when they do the new line cinema opening, it also just like the first one starts with like the Mortal Kombat music and it does like the stone with the flames and like the, you know, letters shoot out just, and it was just kind of like, Oh, that's nice. That feels some continuity there. And, and that, that, that's like, it's just all downhill from there. Like every, every moment after that moment is a frustratingly horrible moment because right in the opening, like 120 seconds, there's uh some Raiden voiceover and he says and I I, I quote right I wrote this okay. down Excellent. he says word for word he says mortal Kombat is not about death it is a celebration of life
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's like what what yeah. what yeah. Like, you know, it's definitely one of those things where they just you know they're like oh this this sounds really cool and deep no this is this to me the 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 story kind of reads like They were like two different people were given copies of a strip of a script. One person, a blind man was given one copy, right? And a deaf man was given another (laughs) copy, but the deaf man was given the braille version, right? And he doesn't (laughs) speak Braille, and the blind man was given the normal copy. And then they both read it off to a third person who just transcribed what they were saying directly. Into Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was literally the diaries of a madman. Like, and, and yeah, no, for for me because you know I, I broke it up into our normal like visuals. I've got tons of notes for that. Sound effects, as normal, I I, I kind of fell off there, um, <laughs> and then and then just just plot point after plot point. But yeah, I, I've got a note you know basically saying the the, the intro is good, and it goes downhill so fast after that. Um, dude, the 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 intros like when they first introduced the beginning of the cabal of characters that they're going to introduce throughout the entire movie is awful, man. The green screen is terrible in this movie.
2: Yeah. And I don't really understand what the utility of that was supposed to be, because if it was like, oh, we need to make it look like they're in this, you know, otherworldly place. It's like, it's just like a thunderstorm. There's like a thunderstorm in the background. Like you couldn't, you couldn't find a thunderstorm to like film them against or yeah. like or do a better job making a, a believable thunderstorm like why can i see this like thick outline around all <laughs> of the characters because they're all well lit and of course the thunderstorm is like dark and gray so they look like they're standing in front of like a like when you go to the pier and there's mm-hmm. there's like a cardboard background you can stand against and it's like oh you're in the desert oh now you're in front of the statue of liberty like it's so so bad and the thing is they don't do that again anywhere else in the movie
1: yeah it's just right but right off the top they I, I almost think that they did it so poorly to brace you for how terrible the rest of the movie was going to be <laughs> like they were like look this this is going to be hot hot brace in brace up right now it's not going to get any better
2: uh it was just It was. And, so and I, don't, don't you have a hard time believing that that ever looked any good Right. Like nobody wants to go see a movie that's essentially weather people standing in front of like when I watch the news, no matter how much HD technology has come along, I have never once thought to myself, oh, wow, there's a gigantic man floating over the United States telling me where a storm front is coming in. Like, (laughs) you know and accept like, oh, he's standing in front of a screen and he's just kind of like pantomiming. But, but with this, like, I don't, I don't expect that to be my movie going experience. Like if you can't film on location and you can't do good effects, why would you do this? And they obviously knew they couldn't do good effects because nowhere else in the movie do they do this. It's yeah. all on sets or on location.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like this, this was just, it's like they're, you know, w- w- the visual directors, you know, son's cousin, Steve, <laughs> like, you know, damn it, Steve, you know, just come on. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was awful straight up. and Now, one thing I did want to mention, though, that I noticed and like only by sheer it was just bizarre that I was like, huh, this is really weird. And I guess credit where credit's due, because they some of the they clearly spent all of their money on the sets, like just blew all of their money on set. And well, then spent-
2: I, I, w- I will. So this is one of the other positive things I had to say is the the guy. I can't remember his name because there's like 800 freaking characters. Yes. But the, uh, the the like centaur guy, yes, his effects and prosthetics are actually pretty legit. Mon-Haro. But Goro. okay. <laughs> but but he's like a fairly minor character. Like if you pulled him out of the story completely, nothing would change. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me wonder. Like because I'm I'm ranting about this to Susan the whole time while I'm watching it, and she was like, "Well, they spent a lot of money on Goro," and I was like, "Goro's a central character."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Goro shows up. You're supposed to be terrified of Goro. Montaro like shows up, stares angrily, and then dies pretty uneventful. Oh no, he he dies fighting he, Jax at the
2: he end. He fights. Yeah, Jax punches him in the ch- chest. I don't know what you call that part of a centaur. Like his dude. It's like but be- between the front legs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no but um one of the things I was gonna say though is that um and and I actually did some legwork on this uh some (laughs) some some research is um the uh they actually filmed so where the elder eldritch gods are wherever the with whatever thing that they introduced that raiden's Mm. father's best friend's uncle's sister's cousin um that is the same location that they shot the end of indiana jones in the last crusade weird right (laughs) this was like (laughs) I was when I was watching. I was like, "Whoa, wait! Pause it. Pause this. Pause this right now." And then, yeah, I looked at. Is it, it's, it's apparently called Al Hazna, and it's in like a lot of places, a lot of movies, you know, because it's mm. kind of like an, an older place. But yeah, I was just kind of like, "That's that was a weird, that was a weird nostalgia thing for me." And also, <laughs> why that was rattling around inside my brain, no idea. But uh, that is yeah. weird.
2: And and okay, so uh, I I need to finish ripping the opening apart. So keep it coming. Uh, so the thing, one of the things that actually bothered me the most, cause I said in my notes, like, uh, there's like different actors and the effects aren't, you know, they're bad. They're God awful. But like the different actors thing, I, I kind of get that. Like that, that's not really necessarily anybody's fault, but the, they're like, there's just like a lot of like ninjas flipping. There's like guys, oh, yeah. there's just like guys in pajamas, just like flipping. And, and the reason I would kind of feel justified lumping this under visuals is it's supposed to be that they are like shooting down from the portal between outworld and the earth realm, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like they're like shooting down and like landing and then they're like death squads and they're going to like chase the good guys and okay, I get that. But I mean it I I know what it looks like when a dude jumps and these people are clearly jumping from just off screen. Like they're right. not they're not coming on the right trajectory to be falling from the sky. Like, even if they were coming in like a comet, like an incredibly extreme angle to the Earth, they still would be (laughs) heading downward, not in an arc,
1: right? right? Yeah, because then it just looks like they're just jumping around, like they have no idea what's going on. And I cannot believe... Even for old school special effects, like they obviously we know from Mortal Kombat 1 that they're pretty decent at like doing portal effects. So they very easily could have had, you know, like Shao Kahn be like, I will destroy you or whatever. And then like way off, way off in the background, like see a portal open and then just a bunch of dots come flying out of the portal. And then like a bunch of people on the ground. It would be like, oh, my God, there's like clearly hundreds of thousands of these people, which would have made sense, you know, but. Yeah, the uh, that was, that was all terrible. Um, one thing that uh, in the beginning that just I, I, again, like it took me three hours to get through this hour and forty minute long movie because I had to keep pausing it to be like, wait, no, but what if or wait, no, that didn't make any sense. And one of them is is, is Shao Kahn appears. He's like, "As your God created the world in seven days, I will destroy it in seven days." And I was like, "Wait, all right, no, hang on, so." So that's fine that they wanted to like go with a biblical reference, but this is not the first planet that Shao Kahn has taken over, right? And not all planets have the same creation myth. So, like a part of me wants to believe that the reason why this goes so poorly is because like somebody went to Shao Kahn's like, okay, all right, so 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 lay it down for me. What's what's their creation myth? Well, their God created the, the earth in seven days seven. I got to get all this done in seven days. The last place it took three years. Like, no, I can't do in seven. Are you insane? Are you out of your mind? And it's like, look, man, this is, this is their most strong creation myth. I I don't know what to tell you. He's like, Oh God. All right. Well I guess just get a bunch of ninjas and have them flip through the air intimidatingly, (laughs) you know, and maybe I'll shatter their spirits. I don't know. I can't, I can't work like this.
2: Well, and they, they make it sound like oh god, there's there's just no way to talk about this in order. Like you yeah, can't there's, there's you not. can't complain about this movie with logic because that would not make any sense. Like <laughs> <laughs> So um it I wanna circle back on like the presence of like Dadcon and like how uh, that really, really irritated me. But yes. no, I Dad Dadcon says to him, like, Oh, we have to like after 7 days has passed like the portal the realms will be merged and it's like okay wait so let me make sure i understand this is it a coincidence that the amount of time it will take for the realms to merge is also the amount of time in the christian creation myth or like did you do you have like a machine that's like merging them <laughs> and you like calibrated it to be the same just so he could have his like scary speech And, and the scary speech doesn't even hold up because he says, uh, just as your God created the world in seven days, so too shall it be, or no, he says, just as your God created the world in six days, so too shall it be destroyed in six days. And on the seventh day, humanity shall rest in. And what do you think the next word he's going to say is pieces, but he says peace (laughs) like i literally i like i had you know i'm i'm watching the movie i have my hands on my keyboard so i can take notes and i was like wait wait
1: wait yeah doesn't
2: he mean pieces
1: yeah no that's such an easy villainous mullion throwaway line that and i think that you know what i i didn't notice that at the time but i think that (laughs) line right there sums up the entire movie (laughs) <laughs> where, you know, like, it, it, the lead-in doesn't make any sense at all, and then it leads up to this big thing that then co- falls completely flat. Um, yeah, so you 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 mentioned it, and so just to, you know, say, like, so, so many different actors, right? Like, so many of the actors change. Fine, like you said, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And I actually kind of like the fact that they just kind of killed off Johnny Cage at the beginning because they're like, <laughs> let's prune as many like different actors as we can, you know? Fine. Well,
2: they they removed heroes to sub-in villains.
1: Yes. And and so so all of that's fine, but I could not tolerate the guy who played Raiden, man. I don't know whether it was <laughs> the actor, the writing, but he was such an intolerable, useless dick. I mean, just <laughs> Like, uh, god and especially so i so so they they he's like look at my big four generals right you know at the very beginning right and that's fine i don't think we needed four generals because obviously it's a four horsemen of the apocalypse reference right i think there were four
2: uh there's forearms lady there's horse guy um there's
1: uh, scorpion recolor Oh yeah, Red, red Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> this cor- Scorpion pa- Palace swap. <laughs> Palace
2: swap Scorpion, yeah. Um was there a fourth one? I'm so sure that there was. I mean, I, I I'll believe it. Like there's definitely an incredibly half-hearted attempt at like like apocalypse mythology. Yeah. But they it's it's pretty pretty thin.
1: Yeah. I mean, they basically just uh, it's not like they reference because it's a lot of referencing to like Christian apocalypse and like you know creation and destruction myth and I I just but like this almost feels like the difference between like an homage and ripping off like they ripped off Christian mythology because (laughs) none of it makes any sense in this context but anyway so so then Raiden's like I'm gonna take your generals away and Shao Kahn's like well I'm gonna kill Johnny Cage which you super care about (laughs) and so first of all right off the top that doesn't that that to me means i'm like okay so all the generals are useless right and 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 so then he's like all right fine i'll let him go just don't hurt johnny cage and he kills johnny cage anyways right and so i'm like well now kill the generals and also too (laughs) (laughs) and and also too like one of the things that bothered me throughout the entire movie was in mortal Kombat the mortal Kombat most of the fights are one-on-one because it's 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 a tournament, right? Of how, sorts. Yeah. I mean, as much as yeah, I mean, but even then, you know, it's like, well, they're cheating a lot. So, you know, that kind of kinda of worked, you know. This one, I couldn't tell you how many times I screened at this screamed at the screen. Why aren't you helping? Like, why <laughs> why is this still a one-on-one fight? And also, where are all of the fucking guns? Like, <laughs> this isn't a tournament. Shoot them, shoot them in the face. You know <laughs> especially sonia she's she's a cop who clearly has no compunction about wasting people in clubs, highly <laughs> densely populated clubs. Lay these people out, you know <laughs> Just...
2: yeah, and they okay, so throughout the movie, the two realms are merging, and it's like you see like destroyed San Francisco and destroyed Paris and destroyed New York City, and it kind of made me wonder, um is like is no one else concerned with what's going on? Right. Like, if Liu Kang, for whatever reason, is convinced that he can only win this with, like, fisticuffs, mm-hmm. okay. But, I mean, I live in America. Like, <laughs> is is nobody else showing up with guns? Like, yeah. with, with all the ninjas flipping around, like, nobody is like, hey, I'm going to shoot those people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean even if they had done just... A throwaway thing to just show like oh well your guns are useless or whatever you know i mean like with the movie that was so nonsensical as this it would have been easy to do something like that but yeah no i mean on every s- level and scale that makes no sense because like you said not only is the populace carrying right i mean <laughs> <laughs> also too like tanks and drones and nuclear strikes anything something yeah something do something you know just like i feel that every you know all of the world leaders aides are just shaking them shaking the world leader saying like do anything just anything oh man no it was so frustrating because and that that to me shattered my disbelief to a degree that it was difficult to recover from because the mortal combat thing made sense because you know it was it was a tournament that like nobody knew about. And we didn't we didn't know that it was like the doctor, you know, like we didn't know that we were being saved, you know. Well, they
2: they even go out of your way to point out when they get to the island that the island's in some kind of pocket dimension. Yeah. Where like you can't get there and nobody who's on the island can leave until the tournament's over. Like they they do the bare minimum to explain why the majority of humanity does not know this is going
1: on. Right. And so all of this makes sense and we'll we'll get to it. I want to get to it later, but all of this feeds into my fan theory of what's actually <laughs> happening. But
2: yeah, no, we'll we'll get to your your amazing headcanon. Um we <laughs> we both agree that while Johnny Cage dying is awesome because his character was incredibly annoying, yeah. It it doesn't make any sense how much Sonya Blade cares because at the end of the first movie, they're, like, arm in arm, walking down the, the like, path, I guess, up to the temple. They're back in, like, Luke Kang's hometown. And uh, the emperor, like, leans in from the sky and in what is clearly Dr. Claw's voice says, fools, <laughs> fools I've come for your souls. Right. And then this movie starts basically right at that moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we know pretty confidently that at the end of the first movie, Sonya Blade is not madly in love with Johnny Cage. Right. She spends the entire movie like rolling her eyes and scoffing and basically being like, you know, I'm a cop. And if it turns out you're the pig, I think you are. I will not only beat you unconscious, but you will wake up in jail. Like, (laughs) There's no reason to believe that when he is murdered, that she would spend the entire movie bitching about it because we know she doesn't hold general human life very sacred
1: no and And she just (laughs) straight up fills somebody with lead for
2: (laughs) and we know that she doesn't particularly care for him specifically so i mean like while i would like to believe that nobody wants to see another human being needlessly murdered I don't think that her entire character arc should have been summed up by the line in the middle of the movie when Jax is like, Hey, I didn't ask for this. And she's like, I didn't ask for Johnny to die. <laughs> and it's like, no, I mean, yeah, you kind of did. Cause like you hate him, but, yeah. but like it was that really was the only character arc they could think of for her. Like mad potential hookup
1: didn't make it. So, Okay, so, yeah, I've got strong feelings about all of that. So, okay, one, I agree completely. There's absolutely no reason for her to be that tightly tied to Johnny Cage's character because, like you said, they barely tolerated each other, and I could see them conflating their relationship somewhat romantically, you know, because, like, they just got out of an incredibly intense situation, and there's been a lot of studies basically saying that, you know, when you are in a situation that is that intense – you are more likely to conflate, you know, just like friendship and adrenaline with love, you know?
2: Yeah, but like the next day, not seconds after it, it didn't, the situation didn't even get to end. They've just gotten back to the earth realm when Dr. Claw shows up. Like it.
1: Exactly. No, 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 exactly. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. Yeah, all all that. So, so, but then like what really bothers me and, and you see it throughout the movie is like in, in Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat, Sonya was generally treated pretty well as a character, right? They, they disempowered her and did like the weird princess thing at the end. But up until that point, she was, you know, a, a fighter on equal footing. You know, she's smart, smart and capable. Right, exactly. So this movie... Undoes all of that, and all she is is just simply a character that is defined by her previous love interest and vengeance. So it makes her one dimensional. You know, she has nothing else going on in her life. Not even seeing her old like comrade, you know, Jax. Right? She like sees him. She's like, "Hey, Jax, what's going on with you?" I don't really care because my Johnny's dead. You know, and it's like, (laughs) "Dude, stop." You know, and then actually, this leads into another thing that I just at one point I paused and I was like. really which is did we have to have the women mud wrestling scene did we need- oh my god <laughs> right <laughs> did we did we need that did we need two capable martial artists in mud wrestling because what was that That was melina right when she's fighting melina
2: yeah yeah it's 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 the two somewhat scantily clad both ob- fairly objectively attractive women they're just like um you guys are gonna fight and the the actresses were probably like oh okay that makes sense like yeah. And it's like, um, it's gonna be in a mud pit. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> no. it's like, is is anyone else gonna fight? Like, will it have just been raining? It's like, no. The ground will be muddy only when you're fighting. Almost, <laughs> almost like it was ground cursed by a sexist pig wizard. Yes, and and when two attractive women are there, the ground just turns into mud because. <laughs> Jax comes to her aid toward the end of that fight when the big like monster thing appears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and and he gets like two little spots of blood on like on his on his bare abs. And I mean, Jax is in the guy who plays him is in banging shape. Like yes. that dude is jacked, and <laughs> they could have very Jax. yeah. <laughs> ah, I see what they did. They could have very easily been like. You know, eye candy for people who like women, eye candy for people who like men. But instead, they were like, they had an artist with like a an individual badger hair brush go up and put <laughs> three little drops of mud on his stomach. And they're like, okay, you're going to be covered in mud. And Jax is going to make kind of a gross comment about it. And you will somehow magically be clean, even your shoes, as you walk across the mud. The cursed pig wizard blood mud just can't even get on you.
1: Yeah. No, it was just, uh, it was it was so... Ham handed and completely unnecessary because like I said, is theoretically both of these people are capable martial artists. Right. And so but of course, the fight like immediately goes to the ground and they just basically roll around in the mud. And I was just kind of like this is such. And I think that this just kind of speaks to the overarching issues with this movie, which is that the the other Mortal Kombat, we said was like fan service, the movie. Right. Yeah. I feel that we were wrong for they had <laughs> reserves, fan service, right? But this is this is a camel, right? This is a, a, a just a stuffed, way overstuffed turkey of of just fan service on top of fan service on top of fan service to the point where it nothing makes sense anymore. And so I'm sure that at one point somebody said, because we've seen this in the video game industry so many times where somebody said like, well, everybody who plays video games is a somewhere between the age of 12 and 17. And, you know, like a a super hyper adrenaline, you know, guy. So, uh, you know, obviously we have to have women mud wrestling because we can't have a video game movie that's directed solely at immature men without having mud wrestling. I mean, come on. This is a slam dunk, guys. Great. Let's go do some cocaine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ship <laughs> it. Yeah. It's um, and there's actually another scene that also proves this was written by like 15 year old boys where uh, so when when Liu Kang goes to talk to Nightwolf, which I guess Nightwolf kind of like ambushes him. But yeah, <laughs> when, when he goes to deal with Nightwolf and Nightwolf is like, hey, um, you need to you can turn into an animal, and also you should probably learn how to do that. And first off, Luke Hang is just like, huh, and like no, Neat. at yeah. no point does he question that. and He's like, really, like he, <laughs> he's just just totally fine with it. And then he's like, oh, you need to have like a dream. You need to go into like a dream thing. I don't know. You need to do Inception, and he <laughs> he picks up his little. I guess it's supposed to be like a tomahawk. It's like yeah, a little a hatchet, tomahawk. and. Yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, you can go to sleep the fast way or the slow way, and it's like, ah, oh, he's gonna knock him unconscious. I get it. It's like Back to the Future, except that was a good <laughs> movie. Um, and he, for just a second, his axe tomahawk thing like glows green. There's like just a little flash of like a green, and mm-hmm. then and then he turns around and throws it, and it I assume the blunt side hits <laughs> <laughs> hits Luke hang in the face and knocks him unconscious. And I was kind of like. So is, is the axe magical? Like, did he have to be, because he then has exactly the vision quest dream that he need to have so that mm-hmm. he could be, you know, unlock his animality, which is, <laughs> I mean, even by video game standards, that was dumb as hell. There was no, they yeah. could have just totally ignored that in the movie and everyone would have been fine. But yep, he, so he has the exact like little vision quest that he needs to have. And then, um, is it Jade? Jade appears and but she's like it's like snowing all of a sudden and she's like she's like half naked and she's like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna bang you and he's like no my heart belongs to another and I I actually turned to Susan and I was like wait that's his reason like (laughs) he, he just got knocked unconscious by like stereotype the Native American stereotype and he now thinks he's awake and this random woman in this random snowy desert wants to like essentially sexually assault him, and the yeah. only reason he's saying no is because he's in love with Katana, who he also obviously can't possibly be in love with. But let's not even bother
1: addressing that. Yeah, yeah no, you got, you can't, you can't get bogged down in the details, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I just,
2: I, I was like, con- the that entire scene, I was just like, I don't. Underst- could he not have just given him, like, a magic potion that was like, now you could turn into a dragon? Like, what was the point of any of this?
1: Yeah, well, okay. So first of all, yeah, because that's that's the thing, is that none of it makes any sense because they shoehorned in animalities, right? The That entire plot line could have been completely lifted out, and then they would have had 15 minutes to establish anything else that would have made this movie make any kind of sense. <laughs> that would have made this movie not feel like... Two people fighting over a Ouija board and just somebody writing down verbatim what they're coming up with, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so no, um, so all of that was garbage. But yeah, no, I, I think that again, you know, just it it, it just shows like the blatantly sexy because not only is it like the the typical female seductress, which, you know, like yes, that role can be useful, but this is a poor use of it. And then yeah, to say that even, you know. From the male point of view, that's that's sexist because it's saying like, oh, the literally the only reason why a guy isn't you know throwing his genitals into anything that will fit his genitals is simply because." he's in love with somebody else, not the fact that he may not want to have sex with crazy random stranger who is just after a head injury when he's suddenly waking up in the snow shirtless <laughs> and this person is like coming after him. It's like, I would wake up and be like, okay, wait, no, I have way, I have a lot of questions and I can't deal with this right now at all. Ugh, no, no
2: the, the whole thing's just a hot mess. So I, I have to, I, I'm going to give you a little... Um, a little reprise because you bothered to like group your notes. And some of the things I have, like a, I have a bunch of stuff in here about costumes. Can we talk about the costumes?
1: Sure. Let's talk about the costumes.
2: Okay. They're terrible. Yeah. Like, why they didn't just reuse some of the costumes from the first movie is, I mean, there may be like studio reasons for that, but like really could you guys have just not let them reuse like the, like the Scorpion and the, uh, the Sub-Zero costumes, They're masks are huge. Yes. Like they're huge. They yes. stick off their faces in all dimensions and it looks so freaking ridiculous. They look like children's costumes. They're absolutely terrible. Sue said they look like they were made of duct tape.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I, I would have taken children's costumes. I would have taken not only children's costumes, but children's costumes from like the 50s where it was just a face mask and a smock you know? <laughs> with
2: with the superhero with the picture, on it. Yeah, him. drawn on it. <laughs>
1: I'm Sub Zero. Yeah, no, dude. The costumes were were awful. And like Shao Kahn, like let's take take Shao Kahn. I I I did not find him intimidating at all. Mostly because you know in the video game he's like this huge guy with like this mysterious mask, and then he takes that off in like the first two seconds. He's got this dumb hat that he's wearing the entire time. It's ill fitting and oh, he's
2: he's just some dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like oh. It's just it's just a guy with with a, with a dumb hat that, that was so <laughs> dumb. Like uh, I would have just just take the whole thing off and been like that. This guy's this guy, shall Khan. But that's because in the original Mortal Kombat, it was all as as you pointed out, understated. You know, right. they only had like two people aside from Goro, who was you know awesome. Um, aside from him, two people I think Scorpion and Sub Zero were the only two that were really actually in a costume. Everybody else was in. Like fighting clothes like you would be
2: right and and they actually so i mean there's a lot more villains in this movie than there are heroes and because of that you end up with a lot more like spectacular costumes but it's it's almost like uh somebody said to the costume designer like okay you have fifty thousand dollars go make costumes Wait, I mean total, and the the person, <laughs> the person's just already like thirty feet away, and they're like, "Wow, fifty thousand dollars per costume," and like they did they did like the 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 manotor guy, and um, and they did uh uh, uh Jax's like arm piece, mm-hmm. like his yeah. his his prosthetics, and then they they came to show their work, and they were like you know, wow, look at what I was able to do for $100,000. And it's like, oh my God, I said you had $50,000 total. You're going to have to make everybody else's costumes out of just whatever you have at home. Yeah. Because it- the the Jade character, like her costume, uh, again, I got to credit to Sue for this. She was, because um, uh, one one of the other girl characters, I can't remember, one of the other female characters has like kind of a corsety sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Sue was like, you know, oh well, she got her cos, you know, she made her costume at home, but Jade just bought hers at Frederick's of Hollywood. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause it, actually-
2: it, ha- it has the, the like the bone, the 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 ribbing like up both sides. It's like, really? You're like an interdimensional death ninja and this is how you dress.
1: Yeah, no, that was beyond stupid. And actually one of the things that, that I, I said was because you know, like with uh the the person I was watching it with, I said, you know, I, I'm I'm so tired of all the women's costumes having the pointy boobs, you know? Yes. Like, I was like, I, I know that this was in the 90s, and that was kind of a thing, but I don't need every female costume to have the pointy boobs. And the person I was watching said, like, I would just settle for any of them wearing a bra, honestly. At this point. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was like, <laughs> I, I would never have noticed that, you know? But, yeah, she was just like, I just I would just take that at this point. This is just so stupid. And I was like, yeah. Yeah
2: no I mean yeah. every every costume and casting decision pretty much smacks of 15 year old boys right like yeah. it's all all the men are men you want to be and all the women are women you want to be with like it's yeah. that incredibly tired childish stereotype of, of like character design and costume design and, and plot arcs. Like it's all just like Katana is multiple times referred to as being the key to it all. And then multiple times they refer to her mother as being the key to it all. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, ah, the, the legend you were told about freeing me with love or whatever. I wasn't entirely clear on what the legend was like. I all of that was a lie. And I'm like, wait a minute. In the first movie, they say Katana's like 10,000 years old, and so her mother is presumably older than that, right? right? Like, one would stand to reason. So, why have they been feeding her this lie for 10,000 years? Like, they obviously just decided to invade the Earth realm relatively recently, because they have a clear grudge against humanity, so yeah what, why? like they made up this legend and then propagated it throughout their entire culture because even Raiden knew about the legend,
1: yeah, no Raiden was super in on it um f- funny thought would be what if okay, so obviously, you know these people are from outworld and and this is a common thing in movies, so i'm I'm not complaining about this, but everybody speaks English, you know, like there's no language <laughs> barrier right nope. that's that's. that's <laughs> That's common. That's fine, but what if what if there was a small hiccup in the language barrier where it's like you know she is over ten thousand years old days. I meant days, ten thousand days old. Uh, that, that put her about thirty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's just in Outworld, a year is just really short.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, so so yeah, I, I just like that idea. It's like oh oh, so she's like thirty. Well, oh, no, I get that, it. That makes a lot more sense. And and speaking of katana. Um, cause I, this, this, like you said, like, you know, we normally go in order of like visuals and sound and this, but you know, th- as this movie is the diary of a madman, so too shall, <laughs> so too shall the podcast be the diary of a madman. <laughs> um, so, so you, you've got, you've got, a uh, when Liu Kang fights sub two Electric Boogaloo and... Reanimated scorpion. Which they did they ever explain that?
2: Uh, they do not. Although, did you notice the little the little subtle detail they included when he he pulls his Balrog whip thing and he comes up from the pit? He comes up by using his his uh you know his weird hand snake. But mm-hmm. because this is the second movie, he has two Ooh. weird hand snakes. Yeah, and, like they just they shoot up toward the screen. And I was just like, oh, Scorpion's back. And then no one ever talks about why or how or like even remarks that this is an unusual thing. They're right. just like, hey, Scorpion's back. But I was like, did they, did they really have to give him two hand spear snake <laughs> things? Like, <laughs> what what was the point of that? He doesn't even use them again in the fight. Once they go back into his hand, they never come back out.
1: Yeah. And I think that that, that whole scene to me is kind of a a nice distilled microcosm of, of a lot of the things that are wrong with this movie. It's like, okay, so first of all, complete irreverence for what happened in the first movie, right? Because they just bring this character back that was murdered and don't touch on it at all they're like well scorpion was in the second you know video game so he you know he's got to be in this video game he's like no he doesn't he can just stay gone
2: remember it's after making a point to explain that this is sub-zero's brother because sub-zero is dead so they have tremendous respect for character death for like 30
1: seconds exactly so then that's the thing is that you know instead of just being like oh well sub-zero is back too and you know whatever the first movie didn't really happen or however they wanted to do that they instead spend A not insubstantial amount of time fleshing out sub-zero's character to then have him never appear again you know where
2: where does he go
1: Uh, to to he's he's chilling out with with gandalf down at the bottom (laughs) of that pit with whatever the uh, monster was from moria and playing the the balrog yeah the balrog yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's that's probably why that imagery was kicking around in my head just now so um yeah, so so no, I they, have, they do not explain at all where he went, and while he's slugging it out with, so while two characters are slugging out, that neither of which we care about because we have no <laughs> idea really why they're fighting, other than the fact that like for some reason, new Sub Zero is, you know, I'm not gonna get, let's not get bogged down in details. You just can't. It's just gonna slow slow. So, but they, okay, so they clearly gave Katana the actress that plays Katana martial arts lessons because I noticed that she actually fights in this one. You know?
2: Yeah, she does. She doesn't just dance with Liu Kang for 30 seconds.
1: Right. So either A, they allowed her to show her martial arts prowess, which they didn't in the first one, or B, they gave her martial arts lessons. Either or it doesn't matter, right? But they they are now actually letting her stretch her legs as like a skilled combatant and then immediately capture her, immediately make her the damsel in distress, and put her in a cage for the rest of the movie.
2: Literally in a cage in the middle of a room which you wouldn't normally do because that's like an inefficient way to keep someone imprisoned. That's that's again like a very like, well, I'm her captor and I'm a big strong guy with a skull mask and I want to be able to ogle her from all sides. And it's like, yeah, but if we're going to be imprisoning dissidents, this is like a really inefficient way to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then because he's trying to get her to marry him, right, I think.
2: Oh, God, was that in there? And that just like completely... I mean, there's, there's so much bullshit. Like, there's so,
1: there's, I'm, there's, I'm willing
2: to admit that some of it got past me.
1: Oh, yeah. No, because, I mean, at some point – okay, so first of all, it's, it's, again, to speak on the – the two, so much so much garbage, right? Is so literally when Liu Kang's like, I thought we won Mortal Kombat and closed the portal. What has been closed can also be opened again. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, yes, generally, that is a true statement, but it's just kind of like saying, like, I thought we closed the portals. You know, the sky is often blue when it's not raining out. It's like that. Thank you, Raiden. Well, let, let's, let's go
2: ahead and address this right now. So, <laughs> so the, the, the bad guy plot mm-hmm. is Shao Kahn and Dad Kahn. Right. I don't remember his name. I'm no, pretty I, sure it's
1: Dad Khan. I, I am. I am confident you are <laughs> correct.
2: <laughs> so, so Shao Kahn and Daddy Khan—they are breaking the rules of Mortal Kombat. They actually address this directly to camera, right. like they are Severely. breaking. Yeah, they're breaking the rules of Mortal Kombat to bring the portal open. But if the realms are completely merged, this is why the six days matters. Once they're merged, they I guess cannot be unmerged, and they will right. have taken over Earth. At no point do they explain why that's important. All they kind of say is, like, we will be more powerful. I don't know what about this completely defenseless planet will make them so much more powerful, but okay. So, sure. <laughs> here's the thing we find out uh, in like the third act of the movie that uh, Dad Khan is also Raiden's father.
1: Yes. And, and Raiden that makes Raiden and Shao Khan brothers, brothers. And right?
2: Dad Khan isn't just some jerk he's an elder god yes so that means he should be pretty aware and confident of what the other elder gods are capable of right. and he says to shao Kahn, we have to do this before the elder gods know what we're
1: doing or they will be wicked pissed yeah <laughs> and then but apparently Raiden, if we get it done before they're aware they're just gonna be like i can't i don't know man. well they,
2: like- there'll be nothing they can do about it
1: yeah, right. But, but, I mean, well, other than still murder the crap out of Daddy Con, I mean, like, yes. To, to me, the, the the error I got from it is it's like in Friends when G- uh Monica and Rachel switch the rooms back, and Joey's <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't really care that much. You know, <laughs> like the elder gods are just gonna be like, oh God, you've made a mess of Earth, and I don't want to clean all this crap. It just it's fine. Yeah, anyways, well, I
2: mean, so Raiden goes to petition the Elder Gods to not ignore what's happening, and the Elder Gods tell him directly, knowing – because at this point, we do not know, I think – yeah, we don't know when he goes to talk to them that he is brothers of Shao Kahn and that Dad Khan is also an Elder God.
1: Correct. We know so, none of that. And that actually, that scene happens – about halfway through the movie. So that's how much information about the core plot we've been fed by this point in time.
2: Yeah. So, so Raiden goes, so in chronological order, Raiden goes to the elder gods and is like, Hey, um, you know this is happening? And they're like, well, yeah, we're elder gods, obviously. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And and he's like, Oh, um, well, I I don't, I don't want this to happen. And they're like, Hmm well, you're not allowed to intervene, even though he's absolutely been intervening nonstop. Right? <laughs> and they're like, are you willing to give up your powers to intervene? And he's like, I didn't realize that was a currency I had, so sure. And <laughs> and he does. So at this point in the movie, when that scene happens, we know that DadCon thinks he has to do this before the Elder Gods find out. Then we are told the Elder Gods know and super don't care. Yes. And then we find out that DadCon is an elder god, which means he knows they know. Right. And then right before the big final climactic fight, which has to be a one-on-one showdown, all of a sudden for no apparent reason, the elder gods absolutely intervene and stop DadCon from making it not be a one-on-one fight between Shao Kahn and Liu Kang. So they know what's happening and they only care when it's really good drama. Like they were literally just waiting in the wings to be like, okay, okay, now we have to
1: intervene. Yeah. No. I mean, because at first it's like they know well, at first, it's like they don't know, but we and we think and we know that they don't know, but it turns out that they do know, but we don't know that they know. But then we find out that they know, but we don't know that they know that we know that they don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's like, what? Yeah, no, it's all it's all crazy. And then, of course, you know, uh, Liu Kang squares off with Shao Kahn, and 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 you have four different fights. Is it four, three, three different fights going on at the no, it's four.
2: Uh it's it's Sonya oh, yeah. and multi-arm lady. or er, no.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm I'm listing off heroes. So it's Wu oh, yeah. Kang, Sonya, Katana and Jax. Right. Yeah, versus yeah. their various people that we should some reason care that they're fighting against. Sure. So that is terrible storytelling. Just <laughs> you, you really shouldn't have a climax with four completely different story points all hitting at the same time. That's in just I mean I couldn't keep track of. it, But then so The day is one, I guess, and then literally the movie, for as far as I'm concerned, stares right at you and goes, deus ex machina, and then everything's just fixed. And they don't address if they just fixed everything or if they reverted time back before all this happened. Because I'll tell you what, if the apocalypse happened and then all of a sudden all of the effects of it went away – but we all had memory of it happening, including what is almost certainly our death, right? Yeah. Yep. Then the apocalypse happens again and quickly. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, because I mean, so in, when, when Deus Ex Machina happens and I I think times reverse because it's the only
1: thing that makes sense.
2: Well, and Luke Kang, like all the monks are just sitting there like praying Mm -hmm. and kind of looking at him, like, why do you look so upset
1: and, and there's a reason Kang. for that because I'm gonna blow your mind. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um you all just died and I saved you. Yeah, it's um it it's a very weird thing to do and to not address directly. Oh, and by the way, when Shao Kahn loses the fight, the elder gods choose that moment to punish Dad Khan where they fold him into cubes, which I gotta say, uh really really made me think of that scene in Rick and Morty when he's like, <laughs> Jerry, stand up and fold yourself 12 times.
1: <laughs> you see that, 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 and, um, another thing made me actually think that they were just ripping off Superman too. You know? Oh yeah.
2: No, it's got a total, uh, t- total,
1: uh, Phantom zone f- vibe. Yeah. So, so yeah, they toss him in the Phantom zone, but also too, Raiden giving up his powers in order to like be human, I yeah. literally when that happened, I I was just like, I wish I was watching Superman too. <laughs> that is such <laughs> a better movie than this mess. Uh, yeah, no, that, yeah. It, that was that was awful. Okay, and so I do want to talk about Shao Kahn and Dad Khan because <laughs> so so okay so okay <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so 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 now you have got Shao Kahn, right? Now he is he's a big dude, right? Dumb dumb hat and all, he's a big dude,
2: right? He's big big dude. He he's supermarket brand Vin Diesel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's the Vin Diesel that you buy in bulk and off brand, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he, he's a, he's a big guy, and so he's supposed to be the primary antagonist, right? They set it up in Mortal Kombat, and then this entire movie is like he's the big bad how you go about beating him is either you get elder gods on your side or you have to get sindel or you have to defeat his assassins or you have to defeat his i forget how exactly you're supposed to win but he yeah
2: they they don't really make that clear
1: no they don't make the victory conditions or why we're doing any of this really clear um (laughs) other than surfing on balls through the (laughs) middle of the earth
2: (laughs) got the hamster balls i hated that so much we're got, we're coming back we're gonna find time for all this okay yeah, yes yeah
1: <laughs> so anyways so so but then they like they establish him as like this big bad and he's a big scary dude you know like so that's fine that's good and then they immediately remove all of his mystique and all of the his ability to generate tension and fear by having dad con just basically whip him around like a punk you know now I'm like, he's he's just basically a kid, you know, like a, petul- a big petulant kid. So every scene that he's in, I'm like, nerd. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, he's just like, I don't yeah. care. He's not intimidating anymore. They completely undercut him as a villain, like off the top. And then they still continue to use him as a villain. It would be like if the emperor came in. And said to Darth Vader, like, "Hey, Darth Vader, you suck, and and stop crying. Hey, stop, stop crying." And you hear James or Old John's going, you're like, <laughs> "I mean, like, who would want to be Darth Vader anymore? Who'd be scared of Darth? Vader? Nobody. That's what happened. It was awful." Well, and
2: and and the problem is that in the end of the first movie, which, considering how bad that movie was, we must now unfortunately refer to as the good the one. Good. Oh, by <laughs> far. At the end of the first movie. They they don't really, in fact they don't talk about the emperor at all. I think except one offhanded like, oh, Outworld is ruled by the emperor and he's like a big prick and and that's kind of it. <laughs> but like Shang Tsung is the big bad. Right. And then at the end when there's like all the crazy lightning and the portals sort of like starting to open, then uh, they turn to Raiden and they're like, dude, and yeah. he's like, it's the emperor. And then Doctor Claw is like, rar, and and it's. <laughs> And it sets him up as like, oh, you thought you knew who was in charge, but this is the actual scary guy. And then, as you say, to immediately undercut him and be like, oh no, he's he's like a, actually like a middle manager. <laughs> and and dad con like he's dad. the big scary guy. But he doesn't even do anything. He's right. like He's not like a terrifying puppet master, like we, you know, because Darth Vader is this terrifying physical force, and right. the Emperor is this terrifying like social force, right? That's not the dynamic they have at all. It's Shao Kahn is like his petulant child. I mean, literally his petulant child. Yes, and Dad Khan is just kind of like, I'd be less angry with you if you give me things that I want. Like it's not. It's. It doesn't really make sense. Like, they don't even establish that because we don't know that Dad Khan is an elder god and we don't know that there's this, like, hierarchy of gods. So at at no point do we have any reason to believe that Shao Kahn, who is a giant monster, couldn't just beat Dad Khan to death and take over. Like, we have no reason to understand why he's so afraid of him. And there's even a scene where they try and establish that, like, Shao Kahn wants to make Dad Kahn happy because Dad Kahn yells at him, and then Shao Kahn goes into the next room, and he's disappointed in his generals, and he uses word for word the exact same line that Dad Kahn just used to reprimand him. And part of me was like, oh, that was... That was mildly thoughtful writing, like they're trying to establish that they have this relationship, and like, Shao Khan wants to live up to Dad Kahn's expectations, but I have no idea what those expectations are, or why he has any respect for him other than the fact that they're related, and not everyone who's related loves their family, so... Like, I don't understand any of this. Like, I get what I'm being told I should feel, but I haven't been led to actually feel that way at any point.
1: Yeah, no, the tone is all over the place. Because if I remember correctly, Shao Kahn, like, goes in there. He's like, I'm disappointed in my generals. And then just, like, straight up murders one of them, right? And leading uh, to, Yes, in fact, yeah, leading, he does, yeah. Leading to me to yell out,
2: well, she no! <laughs>
1: you know, because it was like, I didn't, I didn't care at all about that general. And I was like, oh, so he's just like, so at that point, I'm like, he's just a psychopath. Like he's just he's bad at what he does. He's completely incompetent, and he has no clue what he's doing. So basically, all he is is you know this extreme apparently physical force. You know, but then they continue to make him into the big bad. But he's just he's just not. He's he's at that point. They have damaged his ability to be scary and intimidating well beyond the past return. Whereas in juxtaposition to the first movie the good one apparently um <laughs> like like you said they set up shang song as like the big bad so first thing they did was they set up like goro as this big terrifying guy and immediately said and shang song more terrifying than him right and he's the boss he's the and they say like he's the guy you gotta beat you gotta beat this guy and if you don't something that makes him look small is going to come through and eat everybody you know right so that sets it up clear like, progression yeah so yeah so it's like the thing that we can very easily visually as, assess as something that we should be afraid of then they narratively establish that the the boss the thing is st- standing between the heroes and their goal not having the world end is more powerful than this so that frames the the power scale to us right and then the the fact that like if they don't do that then Something that is even more powerful than that is going to just destroy that. And we believe that now because we're like, well, then if it's something that's way more powerful than this, than Shang Tsung, it will just end the world. Because, you know, it's going to take all of our heroes, like, focus and cunning in order to overcome this obstacle. And if there's an obstacle even greater than that, they're they're just all going to die. That's that's good. That's good writing and good framing as opposed to this where we have no idea. I, I literally had no idea how they were going to stop the end of the world. At any point in time, even at the end.
2: No, there isn't any at any point. Is there any implication that killing them will undo the existing damage? Like as far as we, the audience and they, the heroes know at best, they're trying to mitigate the body count.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
2: this this is another weird kind of design choice that they either made or were forced to do by constraints. But they had all of these extras being, like, flippy ninjas and and death squad army guys. At some point, someone might have considered making a bunch of those guys lay around dead. And so when they see, like, the ruins of San Francisco, you see, like, a bunch of corpses. Or, like, right. the ruins of of the Eiffel Tower, you see, like, a bunch of corpses. Because they take the time to point out, like, hey, all those people in their cars. And I think Raiden or somebody is, like, uh, platitude about making our mission more important. And it's like, but you don't actually see any dead people. Right. So it, and, and I, it was, I'm sure it was like a PG or PG 13 movie. So like, okay, okay. I get that a little bit, but like part of me was kind of like, are, 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 are people suffering? Like, is yeah. this, are people going to suffer or are they suffering right now? And yeah. the, if there's people suffering right now, are we trying to stop more people from suffering or are we going to be able to undo that suffering like i'm not clear as you know trying so to identify stakes, with
1: you don't even know what the it, stakes are much less it, the goal
2: yeah like uh, trying to identify with the heroes it's like i'm not really sure what what i'm trying to do and and all of those scenes made me hyper aware of the fact that this movie just said um the third dimension not one we care about <laughs> this is a 2D <laughs> game and by god this will be a 2D movie because <laughs> Because they don't ever directly address the fact that they go in like 30 seconds from New York to Paris to Tibet to San Francisco. No, this is different than that because (laughs) they do use the, oh God, they do use the crazy hamster balls that go through the center of the earth that she takes, someone took the time to write a line for katana saying that they are powered by geothermal energy. Yeah, like, which oh, I was just I was like thank what? god.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> oh man, that's what I was concerned about in this bizarre like you said hamster set of like interlocking tubes that take you around the world that somebody at some point in time built for reasons. Um thank god we know what runs them i mean geez, i, I was worried that all of a sudden i was going to lose all my chlorians because you know <laughs> like that's what powered it nobody cares why are you spending time telling us things that we don't care about and not spending us time talking about things that we do and i didn't want to talk because like when you said like you know like bodies right i was like yeah and then i immediately thought what you touched on which is well you know rating right you know they probably can have like De- they couldn't have decapitated bodies you know like strewn about right but again and this to me just shows how little they actually cared and how much more they cared about skiing down slopes made out of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> um was just just put the clothes around right just put yeah. the clothes around and yeah, then do say, do a
2: rapture thing that would even tie in with all the other biblical mythology you've been doing
1: it totally would have and then just say that they consumed their souls you know, that's on theme to the game. It's on theme to the theming that they're doing with the Christian, you know, it, it, it would have just, it would have been a nice little thing to be like, no, you see all of these clothes, all used to be people, they've all been eaten. And if, if we don't undo this calamity, they will be gone forever, you know? And then that would also, to me, because one of the things that, and this is going <laughs> to, we don't have too many time for tangents on this one, but I think <laughs> this one, which is, so in, in any movie, right, you set up your own mythology, right? So they have established in in Mortal Kombat that souls are real and do exist and there is an afterlife, right? Yes. So consuming souls is particularly vile in this universe because you know, to say like like you know, in, in our world, it's like, oh well, I'm going to kill you and then do this ritual that will whatever, right? Then it's just a matter of whether or not that conflicts with your beliefs, you know. So if you believe that you have a soul and that they're going to eat your soul by doing that, that's bad. But it's a belief. This is a fact. Like they are actually stealing eternity from you, yes. you know. So to say that, like you know, not only did uh, all these people die, but their souls can never find peace, you know, that's awful.
2: So yeah, which is a plot point that they directly addressed. In the first movie,
1: yes, and <laughs> so raise it would the stakes.
2: Yeah, there would have been consistency. It would have been the same problem, but on a much grander scale. Like I'm, I'm not a, a movieist, right? I'm not right. a, a cinematographer, but. <laughs> Some of this stuff really seems like you would pick it up in Screenwriting 101, right? Like, even if you went to the screenwriting equivalent school of where, like, Dr. Nick got his medical degree, (laughs) you still think at some point somebody would have said, hey, if you ever find yourself writing a sequel, maybe watch the first movie.
1: Yeah, and respect that the first movie happened or outright throw out the first movie, you know? One or the other. But They straddled this weird middle ground and and they spent so much time just waving away things that were super important and then explaining things that did not need explaining so things that don't need explaining what like the sub-zero's backstory if you're not going to use him at all moving forward what powers underground hamster balls right (laughs) things that do need explaining (laughs) what the hell these bizarre temporary passes are and like on their Things that the the tattoos yeah dragons and the other dragons that are suddenly showing up and like what what was all that about like but then (laughs) but then like (laughs) then when shao khan dies it actually like it, it was just a bigger dragon but it also left him but he said it shouldn't leave you when you die but it does it's just bigger yeah
2: yeah yeah because he specifically says if the dragon left it was a temporary pass but raiden's we don't have any reason to believe that raiden's is temporary because he says that it's a family crest and that only elder gods can bestow them so do elder are elder gods the only people who have permanent passes and even their own bloodline only get temporary passes
1: yeah. So, I mean, so
2: was they, Raiden indirectly asking them, "Did you kill Elder Gods?" Because that's the only conclusion he could have been drawing if everyone's passes are temporary except Elder Gods. Is like right. he was asking them. By the way, did you murder a bunch of Elder Gods?
1: Because <laughs> that's gonna come back to bite us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so,
2: so wait. <laughs> so sorry. I want. I need to. <laughs> There's just so much, so i need I need to put a cap on why the hamster ball thing annoys me so much is because uh, they make a point to show how they're quickly getting around the world once and then or twice, and then later on foot, they very quickly go between these very spatially separate settings, so i don't know why they had to show us the hamster balls when they could have just had a single throwaway line of while the realms are merging, everything's weird and, and yeah. you're going to see weird stuff. Like, right? Because that's the that's what they give you at the end. At the end, they give you like, ah, the realms are merging, so everything's like all weird and screwed up now. And the thing about the hamster balls that actually bothered me the most, it's not the fact that they exist. Because that's, I mean, you got to just accept that that's the world we live in. Got to
1: take the bitter with the sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's not that they bother to have Katana give the throwaway line. It's two very specific points. When they talk about how quickly they're going to go from point A to point B, someone, I think maybe, uh, is it Katana? I think it is Katana. It's either Katana or Raiden. One of them says, You'll be going so fast, you won't feel like you're moving. Which yeah. is, which is, Important for my next statement, which is these are not direct tubes that only lead to one direction. Right. They go through what she calls, I think the interchange Mm -hmm. where the ball flies out of the tube Mm -hmm. and you then have to use your weight to roll it in the direction of the tube you want to go into. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how well you remember American gladiators from when we were kids
1: (laughs) better than I probably should,
2: but I have a super hard time believing that anyone other than like an elder God would have the strength, the Mm -hmm. timing, the anything necessary to make this happen. Whereas Katana just is like, because Luke Hang is like, what just happened? Because he recognizes that they left the tube, which by the way means he's aware of the fact that they're moving, but let's not bother with that.
1: Yeah. Don't fucking <laughs> block down, man. Keep going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, it's the interchange. Like roll to the side or lean or something stupid like that. As if that would give him the information he needs to assist her in what I assume is a very precise maneuver.
1: Yes. So okay. This 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 might be fun, and we're gonna do oh, this. Oh, by the show. way,
2: and all of this happens in a world in which people regularly teleport.
1: Yeah, like yeah, they no, could no, have just that.
2: they could have just teleported.
1: What what do you think that ball was made out of? Vibranium. Sweet, but metal, <laughs> right? I mean, clearly, clearly, metal, and like a fair amount of it. So we, 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 let's let's even just lowball and say, like, did it did that whole setup weighs a half a ton? You want to say that? But it's
2: magic metal. Yeah, no. I mean, it'd be absurdly heavy,
1: right? So, and assuming that they're traveling so fast that they can't even feel it, which I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Um, it, but anyways, so let's let's assume that they're traveling at I don't know what do you want to say, like three hundred kilometers per hour, right? I, I don't
2: know what would you define as so fast you won't be aware you're moving.
1: I know I don't know. I mean, because that literally <laughs> does. That's not how motion works. But so if you, if you want to say 300 kilometers per hour, which would be approximately, oh, God. Um, like somewhere 175 in miles an hour. Of, of about, what would that be? A million kilometers per second? Something like that? That can't be right. No. No. Wait,
2: yeah. I don't know. Fast. Anyway, let, so let, yeah. let's
1: just say, let's, let's even say that they're, they're traveling at like a um, thousand, at, 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 at 10,000 kilometers per second. Something like that. Right. That means that it would take approximately uh, five million newtons of force. <laughs> for, them to, for them, to blunt that momentum, like that, that would be to bring them to a stop, right? So even if you assume that it takes one one hundred, that's a significant amount of force to like alter your trajectory by a substantial amount, you know. And and they're doing it not by like hitting it from the outside, but from wrenching themselves from the inside. Nah, nah, man. No, nah, unless they're unless they what was it, Saitama from One Punch Man? <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it.
2: Yeah. No, the the whole. And it's so infuriating because like basically everything that happens after the Mortal Kombat opening and the credits, that scene does not need to exist. None of that needed to happen. it's it's not relevant later. It doesn't explain like, oh, but the bad guys are able to teleport and we're not. so they're always going to beat us to their destination and we just we're always one step behind like there's no. Reason that this ridiculous transportation system needs to exist.
1: Yeah. And this is this is part
2: of Earth. Like this isn't something like, oh, because the outer world is merging with the Earth realm, this thing we have in Outworld is now here. No, this was like a feature of our planet.
1: Yeah. This was something that existed forever for some reason. I I, I don't know. (laughs) One of the other things that I want to touch on, and then and then I want to get and then I want to get into my theory, um, <laughs> is uh, is just and I don't I don't I don't w- want to talk about it, but I feel like we should. Is it what that it just, Jax's hands are
2: still exposed, and every super punch would break all of his fingers? <laughs>
1: well, uh, yeah, that would t- turn his fists. And his <laughs> no, but it is Jax related. <laughs> just, just, just it's just such a just a. Stereotype, like he was just a walking, talking stereotype. In my opinion, like he had so many of those like one-liners. Like he was the new Johnny Cage, but instead of being the racist white guy, he was the racist black guy. You know, like like in a sense, it was just, it was just th- that. I, I did not know how much that type of sloppy writing grates on me now. You know?
2: Yeah i'll I'll push back a little bit and just say I didn't read most of what he does as racist it just read as exceptionally poor writing because we have no time to get established with this character and the way they just chose to make him present is to have a lot of generic one-liners but they're they felt more like generic cool guy one-liners like he's really aloof about the whole thing and even though he's literally seeing demons from the sky, he's just kind of like, "Oh hell no!" But right. I, I didn't feel like there was anything he said that I was like, "That's, that's a little like blackfacey." Like, don't, yeah. I mean, don't, maybe, don't do maybe, that.
1: Maybe I'm being a little oversensitive to it, just because, like I said, the the, the writing's just hot garbage through oh, and through.
2: It's it's an absolute mess.
1: So so maybe I'm just kind of like, this was just the end thing where I I, I, I immediately went to a. More negative space, because I had lost all faith in the writers, but <laughs> yeah that that bothered me, but uh, well and
2: and they do I mean he doesn't escape the other stereotype where he's a big muscular man, and therefore he's fulfilling a power fantasy because when his group, so when him and Sonia reconnect with Lu Kang, Lu Kang has since lost Katana, but picked up Jade, and right. he he makes some gross remark about like. Like, ah, oh, you just, like, picked up this chick or something. Like, some some kind of, like, sloppy women-or-not-people sort of remark. Mm. And the camera does the full-on, like, we are now Jax's eyes looking at her from, like, her feet all the way up to her face, right? Like, yeah. the, the full-on male gaze thing. So it's like, the writers didn't even have time to be racist because they were like, well, we got to make him a pig like every other guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to, I mean, because, like, they were like, Man, what if we just threw in some generic racism? Dude, we don't have time for that. We've got to get all the sexism out first, and I mean, yeah. there's a lot.
2: This is going to be a densely packed masterpiece of sexism <laughs> and plot holes, and we, and we do not have time to
1: belittle ourselves with racist stereotypes. It's It's Swiss cheese, but the cheese is sexism. Like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> One other thing for the, the visuals, because I'm actually going through, because I've been marking off my notes, you know, because it's got so many that I just want to make sure that we, it, so it, it's a little all over the place. But one of the visuals that just shattered the, the, the fourth wall for me was when they're fighting Cyrax, who, um, is basically a budget store bumblebee, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Robot guy. Thank you. I'm glad one of us knew his name. Yeah. Sue, Sue actually asked me what his name was. And I went, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think there's yeah, yeah, Cyrax and then whatever. There's there's a couple of them. But anyways, um so uh fighting Cyrax and um and, and so they kick the bomb into his chest and then he explodes, right? He does. Or no no no, no. they activate a bomb. Whatever. Bomb is going to be oh, activated. He,
2: he he's gonna shoot it, but then Sub Zero freezes him.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, this is, sorry, this is, I'm talking about... Oh, the, the other one, yeah. The other one, yeah. yeah. So this is one that Sonya and, and Jax are fighting, so... Yeah,
2: they, they beat him, but then he has, like, a self-destruct.
1: Yeah, so he does the predator thing where, you know, right? And so they're like, is that what I think it means? Like, we gotta go! And and then they jump <laughs> in, like, the 80s movie, like... like With cool, the explosion. And the explosion, and it's the worst green screen ever, and like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's that I, I got to admit that I, cause I actually forgot to write that down, Um <laughs> but that green screen made me miss the, the carefree days of the green screen at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> when, that could
1: green screen.
2: Apparently. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, it can get worse. Like, they might as well have had the green halo like on the outside or like a a weatherman who accidentally wears a blue tie. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just, they jump and there's, there's nothing but fire. Like the footage that's on the green screen, there's no building exploding. The, the explosion doesn't appear to be coming from the right angle. It's fire
1: footage. It's just fire. I think think we actually saw like, like fire and then like, shutterstock like across the image <laughs> The, edge, the little know? watermark <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah 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 that, that was...
2: whole that whole thing and and particularly because i i had forgotten about the predator thing but but that robot whichever one the you know dime store bumblebee
1: yeah
2: he has like the whip hair
1: yes he is a dime store yeah. predator yeah he he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's said Di- it's it's like they took Bumblebee and said like, but what if also Predator? And I mean, I know that Predator was definitely a thing at the time, so he's definitely a Predator rip off, not a Bumblebee rip off. Because while Bumblebee existed, he certainly did not in pop culture to the degree. I I mean, yeah, you know, like it was it was still cartoon Transformers, not you know Michael Bay Transformers. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and this is you know because there's this really great concept among creative people, uh, which is like everything is a remix, like nothing is original and if you it's turtles all the way down like you can right. always find the source material mm-hmm. and and i respect that and at the same time i think there's like a limit like if you draw sonic the hedgehog and make him green and call him toxic the hedgehog <laughs> and then put it up on deviantart and just wait for the uh, th- thumbs wait for the arts the yeah. arts arts up to mm-hmm. roll in like that's kind of what some of these design decisions were, because in the games they did not come across as these flagrant, terrible ripoffs. But in the movies, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's Lady Goro, yep. and, and that's Bumblebee and Predator decided to adopt. Like, it's just, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think. Um- it's it's the difference between saying like all right i've got this source material that i kind of want to put my own twist on and do this versus what shao khan did when daddy khan said you know thing a and then he walked into the other room and said thing a and be like and this is an original thought that i had on my own (laughs) it's like nah nah playa no no you did not
2: did, did you notice that uh speaking of lady goro um i'm sure she has a name i feel bad i think i'm
1: pretty confident it's shiva
2: Oh shoot, I think you're right. Okay, so uh Shiva, her arms, her extra arms were definitely not prosthetics. They were absolutely CGI. But and- well, because it's just it's like it's like a like a cut. Like yeah. they took her arms and then they took her arms again and they just like spliced that footage in. So it actually looks okay. Thing is, you can just tell that like the fight director was like, hey, um, how are you going to make her fight without like prosthetics? And, and the, the visual effects director was like, oh, she's a combatant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just, s- I did
1: not realize that. And it's yeah. too late now. <laughs> yeah. And so then then they were like, uh, she dies. Yeah. 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 yeah
2: her, her fight is, there isn't
1: one. Yeah. Her fight is, is, you know, squaring off to fight. And then she just died. Somebody like comes off the screen and just, Knocks her into the pit of despair or something, right?
2: Yeah. Does oh crap? Does uh Baracus do that?
1: Yes, Barack. Barackus.
2: No, it's B A Barackus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought it was Barackus Obama. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't 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 Barackus uh, Mr T's real name on the A Team?
1: Uh, yeah. No, it was. Yeah. 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 yeah wasn't sure ba- what we ba- ba-
2: But Baracus Obama is way. <laughs> worse or better I'm not totally sure. Yeah, but okay. So, oh my god. We we're going to have time for your theory, I promise. So <laughs> So when Luke Hang finally like throws down against BA Baracus and he he's got like sword arms, like his like big yeah. swords coming out of his arms and he uh Luke Hang goes and gets a weapon and then fights him, but at first they're fighting hand to hand and Several times, Baracus, like, dodges. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, you and I have been doing martial arts for a little while, and we also are able to exercise common sense. If I have sword arms, yes. and you, you do not have sword arms, I'm going to take the full brunt of every one of your blows, because there'll only be one. Yeah. Like no. you will swing, I will put my sword in the way. You will cut your arm off, and then the fight is essentially over. Like, yes. why dodging is even in his repertoire of hand to hand combat skills is
1: completely beyond me. No, I, I agree completely. Because I mean, one of the things I remember, you know, when when we uh, were would spar at the, the school is we would occasionally do weapon sparring. And one of the things that I realized as we would do that was how often combat combats would end in a draw right where basically you know i'd be like well i hit you in the head it's like well i cut you you know like like straight up the middle so you know we're both we're both dead like i'm dead first and faster but you're dead shortly afterwards from your wounds you know
2: nobody walks away
1: yeah so but if one of us had the sword and the other one didn't like yeah it's like well you punched me in the face and that hurt a lot but you you now have a sword on your insides, so and and your insides are now outside, and I think they're called insides because they're supposed to say inside. True. <laughs> but yes, okay. So so, all right. So theory. So he, here's the only way I can make heads or tails out of this movie, and it hit me at the very end. Right. So what if? Wait, wait, oh, I'm sorry.
2: So I, I agree that there's no way in a reasonable amount of time we can make it all the way through our notes because I know you have other notes. Oh, yes. But yeah. but I, I do want to say this one other thing because I promised that there were two things that I liked. Okay. One was that it started with the Mortal Kombat music, right? Like it mm-hmm. just immediately hits you. The other is I genuinely loved the actress who plays Sindel. Yeah? Yes. she Because she... Is like she's like a reverse Bill Murray character where like mm. she knows she's in a movie <laughs> and, and like really hams it up. Like all of her lines are delivered with this just like total cheese. Like everything is so like but it but it's like self-aware. Mm. Yeah. And I just and like when she like laughs, like her evil cackle is like this like psychotic evil cackle and everything she does is just so over the top and so schmaltzy. Like every scene she was in, I was like, yes. Yeah, and back. Like I want her to do more stuff. Like, I just—I mean, the first thing she says is like, Katana's like, mother, you live. And she's like, yes, too bad. You shall die. And like her, her eyes are like really huge when she says it. And like her makeup is like really over the top. Cause the character's makeup is really over the top. Like I just, I loved it. Like I loved it so much. And then at the end when she, inexplicably comes back to life for no reason yeah. and she's just like a normal lady i was just like oh she'd like she was a really good actress because like she has a normal look on her face and she's in like normal clothes i was like i i i, I somehow ended up with way more respect for her performance than like any other character <laughs> in the
1: movie yeah to be honest like i remember her act acting being way over the top but I think I just had difficulty parsing, like, the fun way over the top from the, like, Shao Kahn's way over the top, which I just didn't like at all. So
2: it's just like everybody else is like a veteran Civil War reenactor, and it's like her first time. Mm, yeah. So, like, they're all taking it, like, super serious, and she's just, like, having a good time with it. And I just – every scene she's in, I was just like, she's awesome. Like, more, more of her. <laughs> like, just – she should be the big bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I mean, the in a movie like this, you just – you take whatever shining ray of hope you can and <laughs> and go with it. But, uh, but, yeah. So, theory? Theory. Theory. Okay. So, the only way I can possibly make heads or tails of this movie – and it came to me at the very end – was – Basically, what if, what if none of this is happening, right, in real (laughs) life? What if, what if from the moment when they, like, like when Liu Kang at the end of Mortal Kombat says, let's go home, and then they go home, what if all of it is just him both dealing with a severe untreated concussion and horrifying PTSD, right? So, things to back back this up, right? So, like, let's say, like, they get back, right? And then, you know, Shao Kahn appears. Shao Kahn doesn't actually appear. This is just Liu Kang's demons. in, Like, we're seeing it through his eyes, like, given, given form, right? So, Johnny Cage immediately dies, right? Johnny Cage doesn't die. Johnny Cage is a movie star, and he's done now. So he just... Go,
2: goes back to life.
1: Yeah, he just goes back to life, and Liu can't wrap his mind around that, so he's just, like, he's dead. And Sonya's, like... A little you know kind of frustrated and torn up by it because it would be a lot more believable for Sonya to be frustrated with the situation with with Jackson like upset or not Jackson um, with Johnny because if it's like hey I thought we had something and then you kind of like became a complete jerk again and left versus you know like dedicating your life to somebody who, you know just kind of like died right so she now goes back to the force right and then Liu Kang shows up at one point to like enlist her help with this non-existent threat right and it shows up all you know smelly and showered for days like making a scene at the police precinct and because he's so addled, right
2: wait so to be clear the events of the first movie did happen yes okay so so all of that is canon and now we we are picking up from right where this
1: movie would have started correct okay yes go on So so, yeah. So then he goes into the police precinct. Right. And he's like, Sonia, I need your help with this. that And she's like, Lou, that we won. There is no more Mortal Kombat. You know, he's like, no, the battle rages on and starts spouting off the plot to this movie. Right. (laughs) You clearly think that he has mental problems because this doesn't make any sense. Right. So then Jax escorts him out of the precinct. Right. You know, and. Liu Kang can't wrap his mind around the fact that Jax was actually able to subdue him and get him out. So the only logical conclusion at that point is he must have bionic metal arms, right? (laughs) So that's why Jax has bionic metal arms, right? And then you've got like this. So Katana is supposed to be back ruling Outworld and dealing with her situation, but she actually does care for Liu Kang. So she's spending a disproportionate amount of time like trying to help this earth warrior that helped her, right? And then her mother shows up and it's like, Sindel, you've got to get your life together right like you, we need you back doing your job right she's not evil she's just reminding katana that she has responsibilities outside of dealing with Liu kang's insanity yeah,
2: which, which he interprets as her trying to kill her and take her away from him
1: correct yes and so then so then like Liu kang you know kind of like he's on his own he's kind of dealing with his own stuff he runs into jade which could be any number of different things even just like random person that he runs into who you know like he's like oh my gosh and then she was like super like coming on to me he's like no none of that was like really happening but
2: yeah i mean th- there's all kinds of horrible ways you can extrapolate that like he was in a strip club or she's a prostitute or it's an ex-girlfriend and he's interpreting any interaction with her as her like throwing herself at him
1: yeah uh, yeah I- any any and all of that and and you um Uh, one of the things you mentioned is like well how would what about all the stuff that he wasn't there for Well, he's just making that up it's like oh well then Raiden gave up his powers to come help us it's like no dude Raiden's not hanging around you anymore like Raiden went back to being Raiden everybody went their separate ways right Um, so, so
2: so I like I like that one in particular because the like oh what about scenes he wasn't there for and it's like well he's making that stuff up That's why there's so many plot holes, yeah. Because whenever something happens, he can't just accept like, oh, well, they got on the bus and like drove across town. It's like there's this intricate web of (laughs) hamster balls, and they're powered by geothermal energy.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just like the literal, you know, ravings of a madman, right? (laughs) So then he he. So to me, then the animality is like his inner rage, right? His inner like. (laughs) Like his, like all of like the kind of like weird knotted up emotions he has with going through, um, basically literally through hell. Right. And Shao Kahn kind of represents his f- still like feelings and fear about, you know, his responsibility to like the earth. Like, you know, because he, he shouldered a tremendous amount of responsibility. He was the chosen one to save the entire planet. Right. Yes. So basically, then when he, you know, masters his animal he's like i gotta i've gotta reach in and like get all of these emotions out and use those to defeat that and then he realizes that it's not using all of this anger to destroy this responsibility he has to just accept it because when he uses his animality like he gets smacked out by shao Kahn.
2: he does because shao
1: Kahn's animality has extra dragon heads yeah yeah because he's he's a hydra and and lu kang's just a sissy dragon <laughs>
2: it's not even what he in the the games they i mean luke hang is chinese or, well i guess he's chinese well,
1: he's anyway. Chi- he turns into a chinese dragon so. yeah
2: the, a very asian kind of snake-like dragon whereas in the movie he looks a lot more like a gargoyle mm, yeah i, I mean, mean that's
1: just hot garbage cgi <laughs> God, yeah, so, so anyways so, so yeah so then then when he finally conquers his inner demons and realizes that they're not the thing that that will resolve the situation, what he has to do to resolve it is kind of like give, give up, you know, like to just like give, give up this fantasy. Right. Then, then that's why the earth immediately goes back to normal. Right. Like he just kind of like, is now like able to see the world for what it really is. And that also explains why, as the plot goes on, the visuals get like darker and darker, And, you know, oh, actually, it even explains why we don't see any bodies, right? Because as far as Liu Kang is concerned, there is just nobody around. And it's not that there's nobody there. It's just he can't see anyone who can help him.
2: So there's no way that that is what they were actually intending. Oh,
1: God, no. This is what they were trying to do.
2: But (laughs) that being said, headcanon just so accepted.
1: Yay! (laughs) (laughs) At a minimum... And and you know, for, for, for our listeners, at a minimum, go into it with this headcanon just to make watching the movie tolerable. Because otherwise it's a frustrating mess of insanity and just <laughs> BS. But if you go into it with this, then you know it's like, oh wow, this is kind of interesting and kind of fun, you know. But ugh, this movie's bad, man. It's bad, it's bad, it's a bad movie, it's bad. Yeah. So um, that's Barry the lead, but I mean <laughs> I did it. <laughs>
2: No, God, no, it didn't hold up. It didn't. I mean, I don't remember this movie being any good, but it it, it didn't age well. It aged like a bottle that I thought had wine in it and actually was brat poison. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's, uh God, like we didn't even, I have like an entire page worth of stuff we didn't even talk about. Like, there's just, oh, yeah. there's not a single thing that feels completely well done because, like, Sindel is I, – I enjoyed her, but I enjoyed her because it seems like she knows it's a bad movie, which right. is not what you want out of your actors. No. And, uh, like, the, the fight um, between Sonya and – who does she mud wrestle with? Melina. That's actually a decent fight. Like but the, they had to the- – yeah, yeah, they had to like completely make it disgusting. But like the actress, because this is a different actress that played Sonia and that the other character is not in the first movie. Like their fight was actually pretty solid. Like they just do normal martial arts. There isn't like a lot of special effects and nonsense. Like it, it's actually a pretty okay fight. And they just couldn't let us as the audience have that. They had to be like mud wrestling and it's like no no like just please just let them do their thing and then when Sonya arguably wins that fight she doesn't even get the glory of the victory because then the monster appears and the big strong man has to come save her and it's just like oh god like it's like they wrote a decent movie and they were like now to ruin it yeah and and then they just went like line by line and were like here's how we ruin this here's how we ruin this
1: here's how we ruin this yep no I mean it was like somebody said you know what we should do we should we should make a great a great follow-up to a a kind of a fun nonsensical movie you know like the Mortal Kombat 1 was fun and you know kind of enjoyable it's not going to win any Oscars or anything but it's like let's let's make a follow-up to that it's like nah let's go deeper it's like (laughs) let's make a bad follow-up nah let's go deeper let's make a follow-up that's so bad that it's good you know like that it's kind of like funny and fun to watch because it's so bad nah let's go deeper (laughs) Let's make a movie with almost no redeemable qualities. Yeah. There it is. <laughs>
2: let's, let's make a movie so bad that 20 years later, people will spend almost as long as the movie's runtime making fun of the movie.
1: Yes. And and my my final notes that I just want to say is that um one of the things I did to cleanse my palate, at, like so I finished watching it, right? And it was just so like i i itched with frustration right so i wrote down a whole bunch of analogies for what the writing of this movie is like and and i i i threw two of them out but i would just like to rattle off the remaining ones which was it was like they took every third sentence from the godfather part 3 prince of persia and shark NATO and threw them all together <laughs> It's like, it's like they threw darts at a, at a dartboard that each had, they had words on it and then strung it together unedited. And uh, it's like they exclusively got advice from somebody who only plays Street Fighter. The
0: curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand, your memories creeping with the end of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you save the day.